It's sunny and minus 26 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Erin Foppel. A sentencing hearing begins this week for a man guilty of killing a Calgary mother and daughter in 2016. Edward Downey was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Sarah Bailey and her five-year-old daughter, Talia Marsman. Sentencing arguments and victim impact statements will be read at Downey's hearing, expected later this week. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the northeast, construction affects the northbound lanes on Barlow Trail and 7th Avenue. This only goes until 2 p.m. And right now I am seeing minor delays there. And all throughout the city, really seeing that light volume all directions on Deerfoot Trail, Stony Trail, and even McLeod Trail. This is normal for a Sunday morning. There's no rest for the wicked. Hurry into Popeye's today and get garlic pepper wicked chicken with Cajun fries and a biscuit for just $6.99. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Taya Yusuf. And a look to local weather now. That extreme cold warning remains in effect for our city. Sunny today with a high of minus 15. The wind chill in the morning will feel like minus 40. It'll temper to minus 21 in the afternoon. Clear tonight, an overnight low of minus 29 with a wind chill of minus 40. Tomorrow, though, sun and a high of minus 6. Right now in downtown Calgary, it's minus 26 degrees. Teachers, school staff and politicians met yesterday to discuss the future of education in our province. The UCP, Liberals, Freedom Conservatives and the NDP were all in attendance to answer a variety of questions pertaining to schooling. The Minister of Education, David Egan, was asked how he's tackling overcrowding in schools. I've built four budgets that um, have funded for enrollment. It's uh, resulted in uh, hiring 4,000 more teachers and support staff, uh, building new schools and so forth, um, classroom improvement fund. This is a direction that I think is pretty clear and uh, foundational. Other topics included climate change and curriculums, politics seeping into schooling, and the recent hot topic of seclusion rooms. Anbridge says it will be at least another year before Pipeline Alberta is counting on to ease the bottleneck will be in service. The Office of the Province's Energy Minister acknowledged the delay in Line 3 is a setback, but says the government remains confident the pipeline will be completed. Just two weeks ago, the Calgary-based oil firm expressed confidence the project would be in service by the end of this year, although Enbridge now says the construction schedule must be revised due to an environmental permit issue. The Canadian Pacific train derailment in B.C. interrupted access to a ski hill, but firefighters say rail cars that were carrying fuel and grain never spilled. CP spokeswoman Salem Woodrow says the freight train derailed Saturday afternoon in the rail yard at Golden, but there were no injuries or public safety concerns. Woodrow says the cause of the derailment is under investigation. The new trilateral trade deal between Canada, Mexico and the U.S. still has a number of hurdles to clear before officially being adopted. Mexican officials say that unless the Trump administration lifts the punishing tariffs on steel and aluminum imports, duties it also imposed on Canada, they are prepared to keep the status quo with the 25-year-old North American Free Trade Agreement. Labour reform was a key feature in the new deal and Mexico's new government is trying to ratify a labour package but they are warning that won't happen unless the United States lifts the so-called Section 232 tariffs. SpaceX's new crew capsule has arrived at the International Space Station, acing its second milestone in just over a day. The three-station astronauts had front-row seats as the Dragon neatly docked this morning and became the first American-made designed for crew spacecraft to pull up in eight years. NASA spokesperson Jerry Jordan says this was a very important step in a new realm of space travel. This is like the first step um, until we start having commercial crew providers uh, bringing humans to the International Space Station, launching from American soil once again. 
down a very exciting time. No one is aboard the Dragon capsule launched yesterday on its first test flight, only an instrumented dummy. And taking a look at sports, Devin Dubnik made 35 saves as the Minnesota Crush Wild crushed Calgary 4-2. Flames captain Mark Giordano says it was a tough loss on a night when Jerome McGinley had his jersey retired by the Flames. You know, myself personally playing with Iggy, I, I wanted to come out here and, and get a big win on, on a night for him, but it uh, seems like it doesn't work out that way often when, when those things happen, and uh, we'll, we'll bounce back. We'll, we'll get better, and, and we'll move on from here. And the Flames raised Aginla's number 12 to the rafters in a pregame ceremony. Manitoba's Reed Crothers and Quebec's Martin Crete took perfect 1-0 records into their matchup against each other this morning at the Tim Hortons Briar. Manitoba edged Saskatchewan while Quebec down UConn yesterday at the Canadian Men's Curling Championship in Manitoba. It is minus 26 degrees at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Aaron Foppel. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and we are broadcasting live from the Kyrie Home and Garden Show down at Stampede Park. So come on down by and say hi. We're sitting in the we're we're in the Green Max window booth. So come by and say hi. We're uh, right in the main area. So if you're looking for some ideas and all that kind of fun stuff, we have everything down here under the sun if you're looking at doing anything for your house. I see I got hot tubs, I got paving stones, I got pruning chairs, we got heaters. Mel, we're all set. We can have a party down here. So we're all good. <laughs> so anyways, if you'd like to come down and uh, and say hi, by all means. But if not, uh, phone lines are all wide open as usual. You can call 403-974-825. Uh, 8255. I was saying earlier, why do I write this number down? I say it every week. Anyways, that's why. And if you're calling from out of town, 1 800 563 7770. We also have a few guests coming on the show, like some of the speakers off of the garden stage. We have Janet Melrose, she's going to join us. Chelsea Anderson as well. And Corey Christopher are going to stop in and say hi today and uh, let us know what they're chatting about down here at the Calgary Home and Garden Show. And uh, typically, I always consider this show somewhat the kickoff till spring. Um, you wouldn't know it outside right now, as uh, as it is a little bit chilly out there. But we're gonna we're gonna hopefully it looks promising over the next couple of weeks, as uh, at the end of this week it starts to warm up, so uh, we can unthaw and uh, make sure everything goes. Uh, heading into springtime, but there's still lots of things to do. Like I said, right now we still have another month left. If you have elm trees out there that you're looking at doing any pruning, um, by all means, uh, give your certified arborist a call and uh, whoever it may be, and just make sure they have a look at your elms. If there's needing any work that needs to be done um, by the end of March, and uh, and then that way you fall within the the legalities of Calgary, and we help keep that Dutch elm disease at bay. One thing that's been really good is the weather, as a positive, it is killing the the pine beetle, which is something that is devastating our forest. And as I mentioned before, if you're out in the Jasper area, things like that, it's really quite uh, devastating what the pine beetle has done up there. It is uh, totally devastated a lot of the forest up there so it's it's not a good thing but right now out in your yard if you're looking at doing something you want to add a feature a water feature or a or a new patio a new deck 
you've been walking out there and and it's a good time because you're not really paying attention to a lot else going on in the yard so you can pay attention to the to the structure of your yard and that uh, that being the deck the yard the features if you look out and you really don't have any kind of feature at all, um, it's a good time to start planning. I know our, our landscape design team, um, Alistair and Kim <coughs> and Shane, of course, um, are keeping everything going. They're, they got lots of work on the go and lots of designs. And uh, I, I, it's really quite, we have a three-phase um, design process. One, we meet with the customer to get the concepts down, so we do a flat 2D drawing, and then once we get everybody on the same page, and then we flip that into a 3D design, and then that goes back to the customer, and then they can make any changes, and then they bring it back to us, and then we present the final 3D drawing, and we can walk you right through your whole design, um, right from looking out the kitchen window to walking through it, over by the hot tub or whatever you got in your yard. So it's kind of neat, the the new 3D designs that are out there. And I know some of the other landscape companies are using them as well. We really, really like it. This helps the customer understand what they're absolutely getting in in their yard. And we can, so when you're putting pen to paper and then from paper to backyard, it makes it a lot easier to do that kind of thing. So, and where are we at it's only nine ten. It's uh, it is actually. Why don't we take? We'll take a phone call. We'll Mary's there already up and early, so we'll chat with her real quick. Good morning, you, Mary. You know what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? I got spring spring and garden fever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of minus thirty. <laughs> it, it it has been a little bit tough for sure. So well, but there's no wind blowing this morning. But no. I wanted to ask you something about roses. Is there yep. such a thing as an aphid-free rose? <laughs> no, not aphid-free. But you know what, Mary? If you keep it nice and healthy yeah. and you'd use the pure spray green, it's pretty easy to keep them at bay. Yeah. It, it's just a matter of when they get let go, pests go after really um, weaker plants, too. Yeah. But well, they also I do know, like if you get a lot. to look after them. And another thing, can I grow those against a garage? With a good south and and uh, east sun. Absolutely. The one thing you want to make sure, Mary, is that you have they don't get good desiccated. That's it. Is yeah. make sure you have good soil, and yeah. I like to use bark mulch around there. Yeah. And and that way it keeps the moisture. And, and those soaker hoses work really good. Or a, or yeah. if you have irrigation system, yeah. And you have a soaker no, section hooked up. No, I don't have up. that. But yeah. Okay. But those were good because you don't spray the leaves and you're not getting the powdery mildew on your roses. So yeah, and so that's what we I, recommend doing that leaky hose irrigation if you have a rose garden. Yeah, because so. I love roses. That's yeah, a perfect good spot for the soul. Perfect <laughs> spot. Okay. All righty. Thanks, Mary. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye bye. All right, and if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred. Five six three seven 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 zero, and Mel has set up the text down here, so you can also text me. And we're uh, we're up here right in the twenty fifth century. Mel has us all capable of doing everything we can do in the studio. We can do it down here at the Calgary Home and Garden Show. So if you have any texts you want to send me, I am able to see those pictures. And and here I'm getting a hard time about people saying, "Why do people say unthaw?" I know I said it, and after as soon as I said it. I uh, I realized that you don't unthaw, you thaw out. So 
I appreciate that. But I, I deserve some ribbing once in a while because uh, I, I'm not knowing for my linguistic skills. So I, uh, I'm okay with that. So I appreciate that. And so when we do thaw out, um, we will get to some gardening and have some fun out there. So I, I'm, I'm getting, uh, I had a text here earlier. It says, how, does, how much is something like a, a 3D landscape design cost? Typically, depending on the detail and the size, they start in the five hundred dollar range, and then you go. It can go up to up to two or three thousand, depending on how big a project and what's going on and the scale of it and the amount of detail needed. But for the most part, when you're spending that um, with any landscape company, you're gonna you know where you are at, and you're gonna save that money all the way through the process, because when we are doing it, I'm. We are able to process and we are able to um, quote properly right off those landscape designs. And you, so you're able to know exactly what you're getting. You're getting a very accurate quote. And, uh, and so that way a plan puts in place and puts you and your contractor. And it also enables you to budget really easily because you can set the stages of your landscape design. If you if you have it all laid out, you can pick your priorities. You can say, hey, I want to do the hardscaping first around the house and then put some lawn, and then I'll add a couple of trees, but within I'll put a budget of tree planting over the next three years. So that way it enables you to, to plan your budget out but it also lets you know what your budget is when you when you go to do your project and you're all good. And... Uh, and what else is going on? We got all kinds of fun stuff down here. And uh, when I'm talking about pruning, I always like these. They have these ratchet loppers down here, which are pretty cool. So always lots of good stuff down here at the Calgary Home and Garden Show if you are coming down. Um, like I said, we got the hot tubs. We got every kind of, I know the Paradise Bay guys are down here. And I know they advertise quite a bit on our station. So they're down here. So come say hi to those of you guys if you're looking for a tub. And all the other stuff going on here. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. We are broadcasting live down at the Cowrie Home and Garden Show. So if you're coming on down today, stop by and say hi. I'm here till 11 o'clock. So if you're out and about early, I think the show opens at 10 o'clock this morning. So come on down and say hi and uh, and have a look at all the fun stuff going on down here at the Home and Garden Show. There's all kinds of uh, different booths and wander around a bit. Lots of interior design I noticed. Lots of renovation companies, lots of home builders, and uh, all those kind of fun things. But, of course, you always have the, the cleaning stuff and all the other fun stuff that goes along with the Home and Garden Show, which is great. It's a, it's a sort of an all-in-one shop when you, when you come down and say, say hi to us down here at the Home and Garden Show. So don't forget. And uh, we also have um, the, the garden stage going on today. And so that goes all day today as well so there's always some good um, talks going on so if you want to stop in and say hi at 11 o'clock you have Allison Lang she's going to be on the stage and then Todd Talbert and then Chelsea Anderson 
and uh, Michelle Boudouin is also going to be speaking down here at the in the garden stage. So, lots of good stuff, lots of information as always, and lots of good features um, as well as as lots of learning. And I know this time of year when you're when you're sitting here and you're meeting with your landscaper, they have a little bit more time. They haven't gone quite as crazy as. Uh, as they are in the May long weekend and when you get into June um, trying to nail one down to chat with. So I know, uh, I think we have about 25, 30 designs on the go. Um, so that's a good pace when we have a couple, they get through in the, di- like I was saying earlier, the different phases of, of the landscape design helps you get through that. And I, I got a picture earlier and says, is this marijuana or hemp? And and we, we we're allowed to talk about this now because that's all legal. So it uh, it is definitely not marijuana. It looks almost like verbena, but it could be a strain of hemp. Um, it does have the the similar leaves, but it's definitely I it's nothing like any of the marijuana I've ever seen. So um, I don't think it is is a is a marijuana plant. So. Uh, but I do have a couple callers, and that do send in some really nice pictures of some plants that they are growing. So, anyways, if you do need help with that, there's uh, there's also those kind of fun things that you can find at the garden centers um, with the fertilizers and, and and all the other stuff that you need to grow um, either veggies. I know. And that one—that's one thing I'm really excited about right now—is the all the different seeds and different things we got going down at the at the home and garden show and and down at Spruce It Up. Lots of all the great great seeds. And Zoe's brought in all our bulbs. And this year we started. She she really did some different. We got cyclamen bulbs. We got oxalis bulbs. So a lot of those things that you typically would grow or buy as a plant. She has got them and started them so you can do them right from scratch and you can grow your own um, bulbs. We got a bunch of garlic in and I was chatting with a couple of people yesterday. I said, hey, the only thing I want to see is I want to see you try and plant those tomorrow. And there's and there's no way of doing that because uh, obviously the ground is totally frozen. And uh, so that would not happen very well at all. So, but with anything there is uh there is light at the end of the tunnel and uh, and it's looking like by the end of this week we are going to be into a little bit of a nicer weather it looks like zero for friday or saturday and then the following week and not to jinx anything but it looks like it's gonna be plus seven plus eight so we can definitely um get out there and uh, but be careful if you have a whole bunch of snow piled up in certain areas, make sure you shovel away from the house a bit. So when it does start melting, you don't have any big ice dams and, and flooding into your house. Because as we know, that seems to be what happens here in Calgary. We go from one extreme to the other. And especially when the sun gets higher up into the sky, the sun hits it and it does melt fairly quickly. And all of a sudden we have water everywhere. So just... uh Precaution, do a bit of that shoveling when it's snow. It's much easier than when you have water coming down. And I just know this from experience. We moved into a new place and uh, I was down looking at it, and there's definitely a different arrangement, drain, drainage arrangement than what I was used to at my other house. So I'm going to have to go down and do some of that shoveling and just to free out um, some of the side yard to able to let the yard drain out properly. And so I don't get any flooding into the basement, so which is uh, always a good thing to do. And we do have someone up on the phone board, and I have enough time. I'm going to talk to Kim. Good morning, Kim. And uh, Matt's going to bring her up. Good morning, Kim. 
maybe, Kim? Good what morning, time Kim. did you get down to the grounds this morning? Well, actually, I was down here about 8.30-ish, so it's not so bad. Okay. A yeah. little hot coffee will pull you through. Hey, yeah, I actually, I, I went and visited the guys over at Rosso Coffee, and they, uh, oh. they're they making really nice coffee down there. So if, Warm uh, the cockle up your heart. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's How good. can we help you? Um, this year, I'm, I'm going to uh, concentrate more on... Um, Fruiting shrubs. Yep. So I've done blueberries for a number of years and had a good, not so good, and amended the soil, so on and so forth. And I've also tried um, various varieties of blackberries. What type of variety is hardy for our climate? I'm north of Strathmore, remember? Okay, yeah. So we do, we have three or four different varieties of the blackberries. And I know, I don't know the exact species offhand, but anything that we bring in, at Spruce It Up is hardy for our area, unless we have it specified that it isn't. Um, we okay. only try to bring in, I don't want to bring in varieties that you're not going to be successful, with, especially on the fruit, because yeah. it is frustrating um, to grow something and then you read the tag later and it's zone five or six yeah, or yeah. something that just, it will never grow for you. So we yeah. definitely always try to bring in stuff that will grow for you and and produce fruit. So, But there is lots of great um, new varieties. Uh, have you tried any of the Haskup berries at all? Oh, I have several varieties in the garden, and yeah, um, yeah. I, and and I, the... and I live out on a farm, so I have all sorts of room, and so I've got two pasture ponies, and so I have to plant um, something that, if they decide they want to try it, that they're not going to end up with a veterinarian call next. Yeah. So do you do lots of raspberries and things like that? I have done raspberries. Um, I've done the ones with the thorns, like the Boyne, and I've done the thornless. Um, and then they kind of went wild for a period of time So uh, because I wasn't able to look after them. So I'm starting from scratch again. And uh, But I, I know that, like, the hapska for the antioxidants, um, goji berries, apparently we can grow them too. Absolutely. Here. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of the romance series of the... Of the, the cherries as well. Yeah, yeah, the University of Saskatchewan. Yeah, I think yeah, I have those them are, all. Those are great because you get real fruit and and, and typically lots of it. Um, if you, but sometimes you have to net them depending on how many birds you have the around you. Is you have to, yeah. You, I'll look and see, oh, that one will be ready for tomorrow. So I'll get out at 7 o'clock. The birds have already picked at it. Yeah, no, no, you got to be the early bird gets the worm for sure on that so one. So what what does one do? Like, do you get a netting and place yeah, it we over have a, top of the tree? Yeah, that's actually what you do. We have a bird netting that can just lay right over top of the trees. And okay. uh, that definitely prevents uh, the birds from getting in there. And not the best for uh, Absolutely. the aesthetics for the garden, but, I mean, it serves a purpose, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All, All right, Kim, good. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. We need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Hey, it's sunny and minus 24 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930 I'm Erin Foppel. A sentencing hearing begins this week for a man guilty of killing a Calgary mother and daughter in 2016. Edward Downey was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Sarah Bailey and her five-year-old daughter, Talia Marsman. Sentencing arguments and victim impact statements will be read at Downey's hearing, expected later this week. 
A special meeting of Calgary City Council is happening tomorrow at City Hall with councillors expected to vote on the city's terms to replace the Saddle Dome. It follows a marathon closed session debate last week in which council voted to postpone the matter. Officials say the postponement was to clarify questions raised in the debate. And a pipeline that Alberta has been counting on to ease the bottleneck in moving its crude oil to foreign markets will not be in service for at least another year. It was only two weeks ago that Enbridge expressed confidence the project would be in service by the end of this year. Now the company says they likely won't see the pipeline operational until the second half of 2020. Look to our weather now that extreme cold warning remains in effect for the city and much of the province. Sunny today with a high of minus 15. That wind chill though this morning will make it feel like minus 40. This afternoon the wind chill minus 21. Clear tonight with a low of minus 29 and a wind chill of minus 40 overnight. Tomorrow sunny and a high of minus 6. It is minus 24 degrees breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Aaron Foppel. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm broadcasting live down at the Cowrie Home and Garden Show. So if you're out and about, come by and say hi down here to 11 o'clock. But if not, the phone lines are wide open, and the text line you can call in 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. But right now I have Janet Melrose here joining me this morning, and she was speaking this uh, this weekend down here at the Cowrie Home Show and Home and Garden Show, and she was chatting about the Canada's Food Guide and how to grow it. So how was that going? Good morning, Janet. Good morning, Merle. And how was the how was talking about the Canada Food Guide? I know it's it's been in the news about good and bad things, but you're talking about the good side, the veggie side. Absolutely, because when I looked at that Canada Food Guide, the first thing I looked at was that glorious picture that they have and all of the colors there and the fruit and the, and the vegetables and then the grains, and I went, that's pretty. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, lots of great things that get you uh, get your appetite going in a yeah. good way. But a nice little piece of tenderloin or ribeye beside it. (laughs) I don't think they say don't eat No, there's not so much. No, but, you know, what what I looked at was the fact that, you know, it's so difficult sometimes, especially right now, uh, getting in all of those fruit and veggies. I was adding up what I ate yesterday, and I got my fruit in, but did I get my veggies in? Nope. No, absolutely not. I I was at the Iginla... Um, night last night oh. at the Flames game, I I had a pierogi hot dog with the <laughs> onions and peppers. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts. But well, I think you got a smidge there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure of how much that counts, but I tried no, hard. Well, I guess to... I had the potato too with the pierogies. There, there, there you go. go. Yeah, All right. there you go. So let me fill us in on what your what your talk was about because you're not chatting today. But may yeah. fill us in on what you did chat about over well, the weekend. What I was looking for is the fact that you know what the Canada Food Guide is is enjoy your vegetables, enjoy your fruit, get half of your your food from fruit and veggies. Well, they've been saying that for years, right? Just use different ways. But to me, if I grow food, uh, whether it's a raspberry or a lettuce or tomato or whatever it is, I'm going to eat it. And and you really realize how much better it does taste. People always talk about that, but it's true. When you have a tomato out of your own pot... The biggest one of the biggest ones I noticed the difference in in veggies is radishes. Oh, you get a radish from the store, 
and it doesn't have any bite to it. It no. just—it's fiber. It's cardboard. Yeah. Cardboard, really, really. Yeah, but yeah. when you have it at home, like your mouth burns because they—it's spicy. It's hot. Yeah. Like you, it's. Yeah, you should try radish sprouts. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a sinus problem, you no longer have a sinus problem. I'll have to get some of those. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But that's those are the kind of things that, and and we you and I were chatting a little bit mm-hmm. before. I think one of the biggest thing when people get into gardening. Don't go too big. Yes. You know, it was quite funny because I stayed on to listen to Carson Arthur and he showed us a picture of his backyard that he'd gone overboard on. He had 35 beds in his backyard. And I thought, that's a mini community garden. No, absolutely. And that is very hard to... And you don't want to... to hurt yourself so much where you're just the fun is taken out of it absolutely and you want to create successes and yeah. and start out small mm-hmm. start out with two or three small plots yeah grow four or five things and if you have a patio get a one or two big pots and you can plant your tomatoes your carrots, carrots lettuce you know to me i said if if you're doing nothing else grow herbs because herbs add all, all of those lovely flavors to our food. So if you've done, if you're just starting yeah. to thinking about it, let's grow some chives. Yeah, that, what do you think, what's the easiest ch- uh, herbs to grow? Oh, absolutely. Chives is bar none. But let's try sorrel. It's that lemony salad green. Yeah. Uh, let's go with some mint. Let's go with, oh, you know what I like growing? Stinging nettle. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> what do you use that for? Besides, well, you, you, I use the greens. Yeah. Basically, you harvest the greens and cook them up a little bit, and it, it gets rid of the little hooks. Yeah. But you know, I also use it for tea. Oh, I, really? I dry the leaves and oh, use nice. it as a tea. It's a great thing for arthritis, believe you me. No, and and those are those are some of the things that really get the f- true flavors of food. And I think mm-hmm. this generation is gonna is quite fortunate. Of what's coming, there's been a lot of grow farms, a lot of things where yes. people are getting back to growing, and, and the millennials and the younger generation. We want to know what's in our food, absolutely, and not know. just mass food, right? Like mm. a big bag of carrots yeah. is great, but if it doesn't taste. And talking of carrots, yep. I do some work with the Mount Royal University Child Care Center. Yep. We grow food there. Those kids absolutely adore taking the carrots right out of the soil. They don't yep. wash them off. They eat them. Well, I know. I remember that. Just, you, you scrape it off with your hand. You yeah. Rinse, yeah, you don't even rinse it off. You did, yeah. Sometimes you, yeah, you, just, yeah. you just did it and, yeah. and uh, you eat a little bit of dirt, but usually that's not so bad for you. Well, it's good for you. Absolutely. So what about, I know we get asked about growing like peas and things like that mm-hmm. in containers. Is that... Feasible? Uh, totally. The thing that whenever I'm in a container, I look for as big a production as I can. So for peas, I don't go shelling peas, okay? You'd have to have a lot of containers. Yep. Snap peas, snow peas. Um, if it's beans, I don't do bush beans. I do pole beans or runner beans. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. If it's uh, a green, I'm going for chard and lettuces and kales because you can harvest them for long periods of time. Do I grow a cauliflower in a, in a container? No. no. Is it just too... Too warm? The soil gets too warm, or no? It's just one one head. Yeah. So there's yeah. just not enough production. Yeah. Out exactly. Of it. I want lots of production. Okay. And what about rotating your crop? Like, say something that grows quite quick, like some of the mm-hmm. lettuces mm-hmm. and radishes. Like planting them two or three times throughout the year. Absolutely. And you know what I really like is you start off perhaps maybe with spinach. Yep. Well, when you when you when it's ready to to be eaten, then put some more seeds in. Um, by the time you've finished harvesting the spinaches and you're ready to yank them out, the little seeds are now ready to come. And fall seeding of spinach. Oh, I remember last year, yeah. I had a whole bunch of people send me pictures of spinach that they had growing like it was in April. Yeah. And it was just coming up. But man, it looked so crisp, crisp. and green and 
so nice. It's my son, who is a spinach aficionado. Yeah. He says the very best spinach is the stuff that we seed in the fall. It comes up early in the spring, and we're harvesting it as soon as we can. Yeah, my mom always told me Swiss chard was, was spinach yes. because... It, it just grows that much faster. faster. Yeah. And we had five kids and half the neighborhood at yeah. So she'd make pots and we had rows and it's rows of Swiss chard. But I used to love it. A little bit oh, of vinegar, yeah. butter. Still do. Swiss chard is awesome. Oh, yeah. Saute but, it with some mushrooms yeah. and a little garlic. So whenever I first had real spinach, I'm like, this isn't spinach. spinach. No. no, my mom always told me Swiss chard was spinach. So I think yeah. this. Uh, Same family. Yeah, I think it was the Popeye thing and just yeah. sort of trying to get me to eat it and yeah. and uh, but I always loved that kind of thing when I was yeah. when I was a kid. So so what else? Uh, um, is there anything new? What I'd like food? to mention? Oh, new in food. Just the varieties. Yeah. You know what I like right now is leeks. I oh, go yeah. leeks, tons of leeks, kohlrabi. You know me, I'm always into the hardneck garlic. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, right now, parsley pea is high on my list. Parsley pea. It's uh, the tendrils oh, look really? like parsley, so you can harvest par- the tendrils as well as the f- peas as well as the flowers. Oh, cool! Yeah. All right. So, what else? What else are we going to have for us here? Well, you know what I'd like to mention is the harvest fair. Yes. All right. It's so September. speaking of seeding. Yeah. So this is back. This it's, is so yeah. make a note here for September. September, September the 11th, and to me, we're going to grow our vegetables. We're going to love eating them. We're going to have a lot of fun with them. Let's take it to the community and have fun in the community, displaying your best products. So, so where is this, and what is it? It's the. It's at September 11th this year. It's going to be outdoors in the farmers market at Hillhurst Sunnyside. Okay. And pretty soon, in fact, CD Saturday coming up, March 11th, uh, March 16th, yeah. we're going to have a booth there. And what we're looking to do is have people, when they're planning their gardens, think about what would I like to to so people can enter. bring... You enter your, your best produce and your biggest produce and your funkiest ones and even the ones that look like something else. Yeah. And have fun. And you get bragging rights when you win. And is it a trade thing? No, or is not it a trade. Or just a, it's a competition it's, sort of it's thing? It's a mini competition, but not for cash. It's for bragging rights. Okay. And for fun. I wonder if you'll have any cannabis guys coming in this year. Well, we haven't got that entry because no? you know something? How are we going to display the... Well, I suppose we could have the biggest cannabis. <laughs> or maybe one of the most buds on it or something. And maybe, you know. <laughs> especially when it becomes inedible. How about yeah, that? Exactly. But yeah. No, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Janet. Mm-hmm. And always always a pleasure. But also, you, we actually, I'm going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll just finish chatting a little bit. Okay. You, you want to mention some of your talks? Oh, sure. I would up. be delighted to we'll do, do that. so. All right, Matt. We're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm joined here with Janet Melrose, and uh, and she is the cottage gardener, correct? In Cal- Cal- Calgary's cottage gardener. Calgary's cottage gardener. There you go. And uh, anyway, so let's. Uh, she's going to tell us about some talks she has coming up. So if you're interested in learning a little bit about gardening. Um, so what kind of talks do you have Ooh. coming up there, Janet? Oh, well, this Thursday, March the 7th, I work with Community Gardens a lot. Okay. And this one is with the Embrace Gardening Community Group, and it's um, about six or seven community gardens, and we like to put on talks every month. So this one is at Sonalta Community Association. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this one is indoor edibles. Oh, good. Microgreens, sprouts. Yeah, we got all those seeds yeah, in now, which yeah, is nice. Yeah. yeah. So the tickets are only $15. You can get them on 
on Eventbrite. Just uh, just Google Eventbrite Embrace Gardening, and it will pop right up. Okay. In fact, anytime you want to, because we'll have about six or seven talks with that group so in you particular. Can you can uh, pre-book? Right now, only the one is up. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. And, and even a bit of winter soil. what do these cost? Oh, $15, $20. So really inexpensive for the amount of knowledge you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. And hands-on. Oh, okay. Big on that. The other one that I'm work a group that I'm working, we call this the South Coalition of Community Gardeners. Okay. So it's things like Haysboro, Cedar Bray, Southwood, so yep. down south, uh, whereas um, Embrace Gardening is north. It's inner city stuff. Okay. But we've got one coming up on April the 11th that we're calling Super Seeds. It's everything about seeds, from growing what they are, the different types, seed saving, and we're going to do some winter sowing so oh, nice. that people can sow and have plants ready to transplant. I always love that, and uh, when you start seeing the things come up, oh, yes. I know we got a few things in our in our lighting display down at the store. We have uh, we started some seeds and different herbs and things like that. So it's always pretty cool to see. It is awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank again, you Janet. for having me on. And uh, and good luck, and let's hope for some summer. Oh yes, please. <laughs> All right. Well, right now I got time. I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to chat with Reba. Good morning, Reba. Morning, Merle. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm really good. Killer guest, by the way. Holy yeah, I know. Yeah, Janet is. Uh, she has lots of good information, and uh, she's a true gardener here in in Calgary. So it's uh, when you're getting information and from someone like that, you you know it's from experience, not just reading out of a book. Oh, just so interesting. I want to go to some of her talks. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would like you to. Yes. Um, uh, chirp about what's new that you're bringing in in the bedding out plants, like in colors. Is there any like bright sunshine, yellow petunias out there, and greenies? There, and for bedding out plants, I'm gonna let you go because um, I'm making brunch there, for the kids. Oh, nice! <laughs> just, but just I, yeah, I will talk about. And actually, I got someone coming on in the next couple of weeks regarding the new annuals and things like that. So uh, we got a great list. We're just finalizing a lot of that. Our growers, a bunch of stuff is already up and growing. But that, I agree with you. That's always trying to find something that can perform well here in Calgary because it is a harder spot to grow some of the things just because of the heat of our summer and, and the long days. Like people don't realize how long a days we have. So Totally, man. Absolutely. And are you right. bringing bring in that <clears throat> Broilia, or I don't even know how to say it? Yep, Broilia, yes. Oh, Yeah, the bluebell, okay. the one little bluebell. Yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right, and I'm going to be in touch soon. You bet. Tell me. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right, and I should probably take a break here, Matt. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we are broadcasting live down here at the Cowrie Home and Garden Show. And uh, it's definitely filling up, so it must be 
almost 10 o'clock, or there's people sneaking in the door. I'm not too sure what's going on, but there's lots of, maybe they're all the exhibitors are all coming in and uh, and looking around with all the fun stuff. But if you are coming down to say hi, we're down here till 11, and I believe the show is open till, it is, is open till, yeah, till 6 o'clock today on Sunday, March the 6th. And so if you're if you're looking to come down, it's open till nine or till six and you're you're good to go with lots of things to do on a Sunday afternoon. And right now I have Chelsea Anderson and she's joined me and she has a book out there. Gardener Oh, the three year <laughs> pointed to the to the title for me so I don't miss a part of it. Thank you so much, Chelsea. <laughs> and the Gardener's Gratitude Journal. And uh, you and your mother wrote this, and it's uh, who is Donna Balzer, who a lot of people know, and a lot of people know who Chelsea is as well. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Merle. And how's the how's the book? This is the second season of it, right? That's right. It's about a year old now, and we're awesome. we're getting through it's, the stock. It's, it's growing quite nicely after a year. It's growing quite nicely. Like, I like the pun. It's almost out of uh, <laughs> it's almost out of its diapers now, and <laughs> that's it's right. ready. To... That's right. That's right. And I've been using mine a lot actually this winter, and I'm learning a lot. You know, and that's it, it is something we get asked for. Um, certain journals or you see the real gardeners that come in, they have those books with them, yeah, and just taking some notes and. Yeah. And I'm really surprised at how many people even listen to the show, um, take notes, and they'll come into the garden center and say, you said this on oh. uh, March 5th. Yeah, I'm watch like, what uh. you say. As long as there's garden journals out there, they're going to be tracking it pretty carefully. Absolutely. <laughs> so when I start seeing this come in, and they're holding me to account, so i got to be careful. Uh. So um, what do you, you're, you're down here chatting, and your talk is on again today at 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, yeah. I'll so, be talking on the main stage. Awesome. So if you're if you're coming down, what are you going to be telling people about today? We are going to be talking about gardeners' gratitude, okay. <laughs> of course, to tie in with the book. But in that, I'm going to be talking about kind of a, doing a moving meditation in the garden. So when you're in the garden, you're allowed to still feel your body through all your senses, through, through smelling, through tasting, through touching. And that's the best part of gardening, though. It, I know. Just watering. Like, I yeah. love, people think that I'm, I'm, I'm mad or something. Sometimes if they see me with a hose at work, they no, think, you know, oh, because it's, they seem dry, oh. Oh, Merle's watering. We better. Yeah, yeah. I love watering, though. I love oh. grabbing the hose, and I just because it just lets you turn your brain off for a bit, and, totally. you, and you get some satisfaction. That's the right. plants are telling you, "Thank you so much." A bit of water for the petunias. A bit of water for myself sometimes. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I love doing summer. that on my feet. I <laughs> spray my feet with the water all the time. There and, is something to that, and that ties into how gardeners. We already know all the benefits of being in the garden. Absolutely. But it's funny how science is just now catching up is what I'm finding because now suddenly it's becoming maybe trendy or I don't know what it is, but we're reading about the science behind all this stuff. Yeah, so well, people are doing it themselves now a bit more in the younger generation, just even deadheading. Yeah. The true, If you walk up in your pots and you look at them, there's dead flowers all of them, they yeah. need to get deadheaded. Yeah. It, it is so nice when you look at it after after you've removed all those blooms. Totally. It makes it you just, appreciate it more, right? And, but it makes you want to do it next time. It makes you want to do it next time. Even petunias and all with their sticky little <laughs> deadheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they have avians, you end up, uh, they're nasty. <laughs> but you know, and if you're a smoker and you have super tunias, wear gloves if you're deadheading. What? You can cause disease in your in your uh, super tunias in that. Come on. Yeah, if you're a smoker. I've never heard that. Yeah. That... A lot of people have, on the in the growers, like... Um, it, for propagation, they if you're a smoker, they're not allowed in certain just petunias, though. Yeah, the super petunias, a lot of the varieties. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. Thanks yeah. for that tip. Yeah, so 
Um, so your, your talk is, is about gratitude? Yeah, about gratitude and this idea of moving meditation. I'll also talk a little bit about trees. I've been just so crazy about that book, that Hidden Life of Trees book, yep. and I just think everyone should read it at least 10 times. It's, it's really, really fascinating. He talks a lot about how trees communicate via the wood wide web, and I just yep. love that. So through that mycorrhizal... Wood wide web. The wood wide web. Nice, I like it. <laughs> I like it too. And they can communicate via these pheromones. So if somebody's nibbling on their leaves, yep. they can send out pheromones calling in exactly the right predator for whatever insect is eating from it. so And then it can share that information through I the wood they, wide web. I thought they would just call prune it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too. That too. Actually, I'm talking more about like native natural trees that are out in the forest. <laughs> but yes. They can, they can call us too. Up. We'll go <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> if it's a home garden, definitely call Merle. Yeah. There you go. But uh, no, but those are, I think, getting in touch with your garden. Um, I, I honestly, and I totally agree with you, there's nothing better and the, the gratitude and the feeling you get when you're out in your own garden yeah. doing some stuff. Yeah. Or helping somebody else in their garden. Yeah. The peaceable gratitude, too, that I really, really like is that when you're feeling really grateful, then you kind of forget to be jealous or you forget to be envious of your neighbors. You're just focused on whatever it is. If you're watering your feet, Merle, you're yeah. just happily in your own space. Absolutely. Enjoying that space. So that's always a good thing. But and, but if you're out gardening, I think, and if your neighbors are out there, they'll tend to come talk to you, too. So I think it it's gets you... It's such a social event. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually... I mean, I know you probably use power tools, but I don't really. And what I find about not using power tools is that if you're hand aerating your lawn, which I kind of recommend, I kind of don't, it's yeah. pretty hard work, but you'll meet every neighbor on the block, you yeah. know, and you'll start those communications. And I remember one year I ended up getting free strawberry plants from a neighbor. I got a pie from another neighbor just because we started. Yeah, I, I don't do a lot of power tools. I'm, I'm a bit yeah. more, I like to yeah. cultivate my favorite tool is the three, three finger pronger. Ah. Um, Hope, like just a cultivator, like doing Very it when good. the when the weeds are small, and I like to yeah. love them to stay in there. I just cultivate before they're in bloom. Very nice. And this a really good set of hand pruners. Yeah. And a, and a fold out saw. Yeah. I like for some of the bigger but sharp sharp ones, right? Absolutely. Oh my god. I like the razor tooth <laughs> where it goes back and forth, but yes. absolutely sharp. Um, so you're not tearing. That's no, it. there's nothing worse than using bad tools and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm very much in the same vein as you. Is like get out. Just, it's that's when the last thing you really want is the chainsaw going and, right, and right. that's what I have my printed up crew for when they're out <laughs> they're out doing that kind Very of good. the big stuff. Very but, good. Yeah. 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 So right now in my kitchen, Merle, I'm doing lots of germinating, which is probably oh, nice. almost too early. But it, it is and it isn't, right? Depending yeah, on what it is. I just can't help myself. So I am tracking it though to see what is okay to start now and what's not. So that's so something what do you what are you germinating right now in the kitchen? Oh gosh, tomatoes. I'm starting some sesame seeds this year. Oh really? Yeah, which will bloom. So there'll be flowers, which oh, will be cool. beautiful in my garden, and then they'll turn into seed hopefully by fall. All right, well I'm gonna t- just put the, uh, us on hold for a mm-hmm. second. I'm gonna take a break and we'll come back. We'll continue chatting with Chelsea Anderson. You're listening to Let's Talk Garden on 770 CHQR. It's sunny and minus 24 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Aaron Foppel. A sentencing hearing begins this week for a man guilty of killing a Calgary mother and daughter in 2016. Edward Downey was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Sarah Bailey and her five-year-old daughter, Talia Marsman. Sentencing arguments and victim impact statements will be read at Downey's hearing, expected later this week. Counterterrorism training is being offered to Calgary first responders this week. The three-day counterterrorism information officer workshop is designed to heighten awareness among first responders. Alberta RCMP say the specialized training informs first responders on key indicators of criminal or terrorist activity that might otherwise go unreported. The course is offered by the RCMP four times a year, and the latest installment will be at SAIT.
Enbridge says it will be at least another year before Pipeline Alberta is counting on to ease the bottleneck will be in service. The Office of the Province's Energy Minister acknowledged the delay in Line 3 as a setback, but says the government remains confident the pipeline will be completed. Just two weeks ago, the Calgary-based oil firm expressed confidence the project would be in service by the end of this year. Enbridge now says the construction schedule must be revised due to an environmental permit issue. A Canadian Pacific train derailment in BC interrupted access to a ski hill, but firefighters say rail cars that were carrying fuel and grain never spilled. CP spokeswoman Salem Woodrow says the freight train derailed this Saturday afternoon in the rail yard at Golden, but there were no injuries or public safety concerns. Jay Leroy with Golden Fire Rescue says several cars carrying diesel and grain derailed, and some that remained upright extended over a bridge that crossed the Kicking Horse River. Leroy says those cars did not detach until it was certain they wouldn't flip and fall into the water, and during that time access to the Kicking Horse Mountain Resort was blocked for about two hours. No one was hurt and no dangerous goods were spilled in the derailment. But Parks Canada is worried that spilled grain will attract hungry grizzly bears as they emerge from hibernation in the coming weeks. Malaysia's transport minister says the government is open to proposals to resume the search for Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Families of passengers are marking the fifth anniversary of the jet's disappearance. Malaysia's transport minister Anthony Loki says that the government is open to new proposals from U.S. technology firm Ocean Infinity. If there are any credible leads and any specific proposal, especially from Ocean Infinity, we are more than willing to, uh, to look at it and we are prepared uh, to discuss with them the new proposal. The plane vanished March 8, 2014 with 239 people aboard. Taking a look at sports, Devin Dubnik made 35 saves as the Minnesota Wild beat Calgary 4-2. Flames captain Mark Giordano says it was a tough loss on a night when Jerome McGinley had his jersey retired by the Flames. You know, myself personally playing with Iggy, I, I wanted to come out here and, and get a big win on, on a night for him, but it uh, seems like it doesn't work out that way often when, when those things happen, and uh, we'll, we'll bounce back. We'll, we'll get better and, and we'll move on from here. The Flames raised Iginless number 12 to the rafters in a nearly hour-long pregame ceremony. In other action around the NHL, Toronto beat Buffalo 5-2. Edmonton shut out the Blue Jackets 4-0. Montreal fell 5-1 against Pittsburgh. And the Sands lost 5-1 against Tampa Bay. And Manitoba's Reed Crowthers and Quebec's Martin Creedy took a perfect 1-0 record in their matchups against each other this morning at Tim Hortons Briar. Manitoba edged Saskatchewan while Quebec down Yukon yesterday at the Canadian Men's Curling Championship in Brandon, Manitoba. And a look to our weather now. That extreme cold warning remains in effect. Sunny today with a high of minus 15. The wind chill will make it feel like minus 40 this morning, then to minus 21 in the afternoon. Clear tonight, a low of minus 29 with a wind chill of minus 40 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of minus 6. Sun for Tuesday and a high of minus 7. It's minus 24 degrees at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Erin Foppel. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm broadcasting live down at the Calgary Home and Garden Show, and we're down here till 11 o'clock, but the show is open till 6 o'clock today, so by all means, come on down. We are sitting here, we are in the max green windows and siding and roofing, 
and uh, booth. So if you're looking for some windows and things like that, come down and see these guys. They have a great little booth here, and uh, we're hanging out in the front of it. So come by and say hi and pick out some new windows, which uh, are looking pretty good, nice and clear to see through nicely. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Absolutely. And I still have Chelsea Anderson here with me, and we were chatting about her book, and that is the three-year Gardener's Gratitude Journal. So every three years, you have to buy a new one, I guess. That's eh? right. Yeah, that's, part, that's the rule. It says <laughs> right, right in it. Well, you know what? We used to journal in 10-year <laughs> journals, though, yeah. and it was like carrying around a Bible or bigger. Like, it yeah. was this huge. So it was too much. So we yeah. thought a three-year one would at least get you started. If it's useful to you, then yeah, buy the next edition. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And is that, in, is, in, is that in the works already? We've been talking about it with someone who wants to actually help us with that project. Nice. So yeah, with more so focus right, on birds, possibly. Nice. So, so right yeah. now you're on this one, and this is one year of three years. That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right. So um, what else would you like to share with us today, Chelsea? Well, just I've found that journaling has really helped me to become more curious about my environment. So last year, for example, I got to watch as a ground beetle. And if maybe you don't know this, but ground beetles are predator bugs. I got to watch as a ground beetle ate a slug off of my lettuces. And I just couldn't get over it. And it was fascinating to watch. I journaled about it. Then I did the research on it and found out what else ground beetles are eating. And it's really amazing. So when you are laying down in the ground, passed out after working so hard, (laughs) and you wake up and you look down and you see these little beetles crawling around, they're actually doing something good. They're doing something good. Not just beetles. We love these beetles. We love these ground beetles to provide habitat for them as well. Okay, is but the they're other. not the red lily beetle, right? They're not the red lily okay. beetle. Those ones are pretty nasty in Calgary Yeah, we right want now. to get rid of those ones. Yeah, yeah. So. Have you heard any feedback on whether or not the predator wasp do you know about the predator wasp? Yeah. Has that been working? Or? A, a bit, yeah. and I know we've been recommending the pure spray green okay. and uh, the squish method. Yeah, is. yeah. I have a client who has a mortar and pestle in her garden and she just crushes them in that. Yeah. So it's kind of a nasty <laughs> <laughs> spice mix in her garden. Yeah, be careful if you're going over to her house for past though or something later it's mixed into not, the salsa not sure what yeah. <laughs> so, That's it. we won't mention her name and uh so but and and i agree with that like the journaling and and remembering where you were and what worked well that's it. because gardening in in different areas as well and that's what i find in our climate um necessarily what we read in books mm. you, you you have to take tidbits of it yeah and apply it to calgary because it that's it because even just yesterday i heard another um speaker saying yeah. that you needed eight hours of sunlight in your garden and that is true for somewhere like Vancouver but I'd say in Calgary our sunlight is so intense we you know our big skies here absolutely so three to four hours is considered full sunlight here so if you track that yourself that on your kind of shady side you actually could grow some vegetables and fruits then then that'll help you yeah so for shade if you if you are on the the half a day sunshine what are some good veggies I get asked that all the time so um, yeah well the lower the lower sunlight needing ones are always the leafy greens okay um, so they can be pretty close to full shade, um, partial shade, that kind of thing. Okay. So that includes the kale family or Swiss chard or spinach or lettuces, anything that doesn't produce fruit, essentially. So all those leafy things. Um, things that do produce fruit need more sunshine. So any of the tomatoes, yeah. um, help me out here, yeah. <laughs> eggplants. No, yeah, no bean, peppers, That's it. things like that. That's it. Need that full sun. That's it, the warm um, crops. Yeah, and especially like the tomatoes, they just... They can grow in a little bit of part shape, but they just do so much better. Yeah. I find with a lot of the fruit and veggies, if you get them out in the full sun. That's it. Um, and the biggest thing is making sure they have enough soil. 
and yeah. and the right size pot. So, yeah. so many times they see they bought that pot yes. of tomato and they have it in that little in six that inch pot, pot or eight inch pot, ten inch pot. That's just not big enough no. in Calgary. Always transplant yep. and then mix in a bit of worm castings, you know, to Absolutely. make it a nice cozy habitat for that yep. tomato. And that's where it all starts, down in the roots. Get your nice healthy soil, get your roots happy and then the upper part of your plants that's will be it. so, so happy. Maybe you guys have some things. Do you have like mycorrhizal fungus and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, and we have the, the mics you can get where it's, right. where it's formulated yeah. for that. But we also do carry a lot of the earthworm castings in yeah. our soil and we have the organic. So, so definitely... Tr- and we do sell a lot of the Rage Plus, okay. um, the seaweed type so or okay. fertilizer, right. and it has bat guana and all that right. other fun stuff. Right. So, I love and, those like fungus products though, or the, yep. <laughs> because they're actually a living product. If people don't know, they attach onto the roots, absolutely, and they start feeding your plant what it needs. And so that's you, what Sheldon says: it brings your soil back to life, and then that brings your plants back to life that's it. and well. then you back to life so this is the connection folks your plant can say your broccoli might say oh i want some more boron that fungus will go out and source the boron bring it into your plant and then when you eat that broccoli you're getting that boron so i think that that's is the really boron nice. good well yeah in, in it's a micronutrient <laughs> you, you want all these macronutrients of course that we talk about all the time but also there's all these micronutrients that you don't hear about as much See, and, and i love people like you you're just so excited talking about gardening <laughs> and i know we've been caged up like a caged animal when it's like this, Me and we're all like vibrating outside here. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it, it it is tough for gardeners because you go in and for me, I go into the garden center, I feel good, and I see all the seeds, and then I go in the tropical section. Yeah, and we got lots of plants. Yeah, and I walk outside, it's just like. Ugh. Oh, I know. That's why you people should be visiting garden centers. Just that smell when you walk in yeah. is so stunning. And and, and house plants. And I'm not sure if if, you're, if there's any part of the journal for doing indoor plants, but man, that is a, a big sector, and I think that's going to bring a lot of people into into the outdoor gardening too, because they're gardening mm-hmm. with house plants. Yeah, a lot of the the younger generation, the millennials, they go yeah. on Instagram, yeah. man, the plants on there, yeah. and we've really seen. Um, and we've made a really good effort of trying to be part of it is right. the houseplant right. resolute. Like it's well, been... Yeah, it's an amazing trend actually because it does help purify the air in your house. It's if doubled and else. tripled in sales and just people wanting plants. And yeah. it, it's just such a nice... Um, way of doing it and the people coming in it's just seeing a whole new generation ah it's so but good to hear I honestly think that will come into um, what you're talking about the experience mm-hmm. and people are tired of this like they don't want to shop online you're not getting that experience from Amazon or right. somebody like you go to a garden right. center or you go to your garden right. or it, you're actually living because now. there's more to it, right? You're feeling it, you're smelling it, you're touching it. Maybe uh, there's hyacinths in bloom at the home and garden show here. Yeah, they, they don't have smell... the they don't have the scratch and sniff on that on the on the Amazon button. <laughs> oh, and the scratch and sniff doesn't. Where it comes out of your driving. computer, it gives you a little scent. Eh? That's Maybe it. Maybe we can invent that. No, <laughs> That's it. we don't want that. That's anyway, so if you're looking to to learn a little bit more about gardens and you and are you selling your journal when you're I down here? I have it here? on site here. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you're down here and you're in Chelsea's chatting at one o'clock. You can also pick up the three years gardener's gratitude journal, and that is for sale down here. And she's speaking at one o'clock on the main stage. Uh, down here, and that's not the garden stage. Is, is there two stages? It's, this no, year? it's just the one. Okay. Yeah, and it's not in the theater this year. It's right, kind of in the halls. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it's right in the main hall. So come by at around one o'clock, and you can see Chelsea, and she's gonna be chatting. So thank you so much. Thanks, Merle. All right, anytime. Always good chatting with a, a fellow gardener. But right now we're gonna chat with Dale. He's on the phone line. Let's we'll see what uh, he has to say about smoking. Good morning, Dale. Thank you. Uh, hey, how can I help you? With uh, Excuse me, with cannabis becoming illegal, yep. you got smoke, 
Yeah. <clears throat> you got cigarettes and pipes and cigars. Yeah. I just wondered how it affected a, a house plant, whether it's on the floor or hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> um, I, I, the house plant, if you're a smoker, um, a lot of times in, in gardens, uh, growers, we actually used to use nicotine bombs to kill a lot of the pests and things like that. But it's just something to do with certain petunias and the residual of a cigarette and the fungus that it can transmit onto some of the plants. So, but I honestly think if you're trying to grow cannabis in your house, it's a, like, a, and I've mentioned a few, it's a different beast. It's not something that you just do in your living room because when it gets to bud stage, it's going to be very pungent smell. It's not a, it's not something that you'd want in your house to grow. Is so that the, sort of what you're asking or? So, so the uh, cigarette smoke and pipes and cigars, that, it, it, for the most part, no, it, it's not going to affect your plants. And if anything, the, the plants um, will help clean the air. And and some of it will help kill, kill some of the bugs. So, But it, it, it's not necessarily going to hurt your plants unless, like you said, you're, it's in a smoke room filled like, like a, if, if you're in a tobacco club or a pipe club and there's 10 guys in there puffing away on their pipes all day long. So oh. I, think, I think it'd be fine for the most part. Okay. Alrighty. Enjoy your show. Thank you so much, Dale. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. All right. And if you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open. You can call at 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. Or from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. And got a couple texts. I got one here with an orchid. And the blooms have just, it looks like they just sort of all failed at one time. I'm not too sure if it if it did get dried out. It almost looks when I see them all go at once like that. Um, I, I honestly think it maybe got too 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 dry um, on it. And I would the one stem on the right where all the blooms were on it. That one looks like it's going brown. So you just cut it back to where the brown stops. But the big stem up the middle, um, just just remove the petals, let it do its thing, get it into a little bit of a brighter light. And uh, and you should see it bloom again off of that stalk as well. So that would be fine with that one. And then I had another question. Um, I purchased some sea mineral fertilizer at our local garden show. I'm interested in this. I don't know any uh, what type it is. If you could send me that um, to the store or if you could text in sort of the elements of it, um, I'd be able to help you out or send us an email at uh, info at S-I-U-G-C, and I'd be more than happy to have a look at it as well. And I got one other text here. When should I prune my apple cherry trees and haskup bushes? Right now, Terry, it, it is actually a great time to get out and do some um, early spring pruning on a lot of those trees because it'll force out the good, hardy, good growth in the early spring. And you just got to be careful not to do too much pruning on those because you'll lose all your fruit production. So getting that done by a proper arborist, you should be totally fine um, at this time of year right now to get that pruned. I know we were in a, a project at one of our clients and we pruned about 15 um, ornamental crabs. And uh, and Mark was quite excited about that to see them come to bloom first thing in the spring he was like those are going to look awesome so looking forward to seeing that as well but right now i'm going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm broadcasting live down at the Cowrie Home and Garden Show, and we're down here to 11 o'clock uh, broadcasting, but the show is open till 6 o'clock tonight, so if you're looking to get some good design ideas or you're doing some renovating or looking for some some herbs, I'm assuming that turmeric is right across from us. I'm assuming that's a, a type of herb of some sort or, or some sort of health benefit or you rub it on something, I'm sure it'll fix it. And there's all these other things. There's hot tubs. There's pretty much everything around here. So if you're looking to to fix up the house, um, come on down and you'll get lots of good ideas, lots of great people to chat with. And if you're looking to do a little bit of spring into your into your house, I have Corey Christopher and his company is called Living Design by Corey Christopher. So welcome, Corey. How are you doing? I'm great this morning. How are you? Very, very good. And uh, and we were chatting a little bit before you're coming on here, and, and and what people are looking for. And you're sitting in your house, and it's just feeling a little bit of blah. So you you like to help people out with that? Well, I love the idea of bringing the seasons indoors, right? Yep. And like, let's be honest, winter is terrible outside right now. We're yep. all hungry for even a blossom or a, a hope of spring. So I love finding ways to bring that into the house to be able to engage your living spaces with those like spring moments, as yep. I like to say. And it's sort of the perfect time to start thinking about that and creating moments like that. Absolutely. So what are the kind of things that you can be doing? Um, I know at the store right now I brought in uh, one of the uh, Suzanne brought in a Siberian pear um, into the tree into from the tree lot inside and it's already sprouting and uh, we've got the timing. We think it's going to bloom just in time for the first day of spring because it's sending out its foliage. It was sitting out in the dormant tree lot. So we brought it out to force it along. So, and you were talking about some other things that you can bring in, pussy willows or... Completely, right? Like the pussy willows are still trying to hibernate probably, yep. but a lot of your local garden centers and florists will bring in some beautiful bundles of pussy willows. Um, you know, going out and forging some branches, you can actually force, you know, apple tree branches, crab apple tree branches. Yep. A bit of a process to that, you know, cutting them, making sure that you know you're getting the ample amount of water to them, smashing the stems as yeah. well. Um, but that's another. So way. when you're saying that smashing the stem, maybe give a quick little. So if someone wants to, if they're planning on doing some pruning, and I had a caller in earlier asking about pruning their apple tree, so. With some of the with some of the things that they cut off their apple tree, what can they do with it? Well, what they can do is that you bring that stem inside, right? Because yep. as you were talking about, it's a great time to be trimming because you can really see the shape of the tree. Um, so bring that inside, and what you want to do is you want to take a really good pair of sharp pair of scissors, and you want to actually cut up the stem okay. so that you're actually opening and spreading it. But with some of them, particularly some of the crab apples, they're a very hard wood. Yep. And so what you want to actually do is grab your hammer from the garage and actually lightly smash the stem. Okay. And what that does is it breaks up that really hard core and allows the water to actually start to move up into the stem. So you're creating like a mini root system almost. Completely. And then what you want to do is you want to put that in water. Usually I like to do a little bit warmer water when we're doing that. And then you can actually actually cover it with a bag as well to try to create and move the process along in a quicker fashion. Okay. And so what you do is you just keep watching it. You want to make sure and ensure that that water is being replaced regularly. Um, that's going to help to ensure that the water is fully getting up the stem. Um, and usually about three to four weeks, depending on you know the conditions in your own home, that you might actually be seeing some of those blossoms that we wouldn't normally see until like May or June. Yep. No, and that's what I was saying. Like with the with the pear tree that we brought into the store, it's sending out its sprouts. And it took, 
it was a few days, and everyone sort of looking. I ain't gonna do nothing. I said, just relax. It's it's pliable. It's gonna go. Like the the root ball has to thaw out. It has to. Okay, you're not kidding me. It is spring in here. It's warm. And then they all of a sudden it just. It's within a day. It's amazing when, like you say, when you see it, it just pops. Right. Well, patience is is a virtue in that sense, right? As yep. you were saying, it looks you know almost dead for a while, and then oh, finally it'll start coming. So have some patience in terms of that. But it can be a really great way to bring something beautiful into the home. You no, know, and if you want to do some of that you mentioned willows pussy willows but there's other um all kinds of different willows and if you're doing that you can also do some propagation at the same time like if you're creating some root system and if you want to do some pussy willows and share them with your friends and and things like that you can definitely do that as well well and i also love golden willow in particular yeah. like the the, st- the branches itself are beautiful yep. if we've had a cold winter often they'll be a little more red on the tips so even bringing that in letting it sort of bud open and yep. as you just talked about creating some cuttings that you can then you know have your own willow trees that you can then plant out into your yard later in the season it's one of the more underutilized trees here because everyone we've always had the laurel leaf and Mm -hmm. it's really quite nice but the golden willow it does give you that winter interest and there's quite a few acreages around calgary that have some Mm -hmm. a bit more mass plantings of those and they just stand out like it just especially in our barren prairie it's just boom well completely and i really love the bark on them as well it's like very gnarly and when you get to do sort of as a cluster because oftentimes it's not a single stem like you see the laurel leaf willows it's really again giving you some substance in your yard yeah so and you also mentioned about bulbs so spring bulbs like forcing some bulbs or doing some things what what are your thoughts on well i love that because that really does bring the outdoors in now it does involve some preparation especially with tulips and hyacinths we would have wanted to be sort of prop like having them in our cooler or our fridge to really go through that dormancy period people um, often forget that the bulbs need to go through that dormancy period to ensure that they're going to actually be able to think that winter is being replicated before we plant them Um, but you are seeing again a lot of garden centers nurseries bringing in already potted ones that are emerging from the soil. Um, So even just picking up a couple of those, they'll last a little bit longer than your regular cut flower bundle um, because they actually have a root system. And so, you know, two to three weeks, that's something beautiful you can have on your table. I love finding a nice vessel that you can plant them in, add some moss. I I love reindeer moss and sheet moss. And reindeer moss almost looks like little antlers. It comes in very bright colors. So incorporating that in. And then, you know, if you do have those pussy willow branches, think about popping those into the soil as well so you're really starting to create a statement piece in your home um, that can really sort of energize that that hope of spring and it's going to last like you said a lot longer than just a bouquet of flowers or something but i also find if you are getting the tulips or daffodils in your home don't put them in the bright window or things like that it's just it's too hot it's going to force them and they're going to be spent that much quicker keep them they've already got all the light they need to bloom do their thing put them in a, a little bit cooler spot where you can enjoy them and not in the bright window. Completely. They they do really tend to lean towards the light. And you're right. If, if, if it's too warm a room or the light is, is, is quite beautiful in there, they're probably just going to grow right towards it. So you want to keep the longevity of them by putting them in that cooler space like you were suggesting. And is your are you your business is based in Calgary? So if people so, or what so if someone wants to contact you, what what are you going to do or how do you how well, do you We've actually started doing pop-ups in the Calgary region, which has been a fun thing 
thing for me. We, I'm actually based out of Edmonton, but we also do work in Calgary and Banff. So we're traveling a lot, doing sort of connecting with people. We really believe in seasonal design. Yeah. So bringing planters, wreaths, all of those beautiful pieces that you can add to your home. But we also do weddings and events. So a great place to check us out is Instagram, simply Corey, C-O-R-Y, Christopher. It's a great way to be inspired and see what we're doing and when we're going to be popping up next. That's great because I... I we sell a lot of pots. I'm the biggest pot dealer in Calgary. Not that kind of pot, <laughs> but the, the, the pottery. Um, so, but I, because I, we bring in a lot of pots from the Orient, from Vietnam, mm-hmm. China, and they're hardy, frost-resistant pots for the outdoor. And some of them you can. There, some of them are from sixty dollars up to two or three hundred dollars. Use them year-round. Like Put the different seasons out in your pots, indoors and outside. Oh, I completely agree with that. I think it's a missed opportunity. Yep. Like We like, you know, right now, fine, it's snowing out, but those those golden willow branches would look amazing in yep. a pot. And then, you know, pansies in May, and then you go actually to planting the annuals, and then the mums for the fall. Really giving your front entrance that welcoming experience. And we see that a lot um, in other pl- areas. You know, Ontario does it very, very Absolutely. well. Because they do have different seasons. But because our fall in particular has extended it's a great time to use those absolutely all right well thank you so much Corey christopher and he's from living design by Corey christopher thank you so much for your time today thank you and i gotta take a break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr It's sunny and minus 21 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Erin Foppel. A special meeting of Calgary City Council is happening tomorrow at City Hall with councillors expected to vote on the city's terms to replace the Saddle Dome. It follows a marathon closed session debate last week in which council voted to postpone the matter. Officials say the postponement was to clarify questions raised in the debate. A pipeline that Alberta has been counting on to ease the bottleneck in moving its crude oil to foreign markets will not be in service for at least another year. It was only two weeks ago that Enbridge expressed confidence the project would be in service by the end of this year. Now the company says they likely won't see the pipeline operational until the second half of 2020. And one of the largest operators in Canada's oil sands is calling on a judge to dismiss a lawsuit by a former employee. As a firefighter and paramedic, Mike Swan worked for Syncrude Canada for about a decade at the company's mining operations north of Fort McMurray. He is alleging the company suspended his benefits following his diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder and wrongfully fired him last September. Syncrude denies the maltreatment and notes that Swan chose not to return to a traumatic psychological injury program after an initial appointment. A look to our local weather now. An extreme cold warning remains in effect for much of the province, with the exception being northern Alberta. Sunny today with a high of minus 15. That wind chill this morning will make it feel like minus 40 out there. This afternoon, minus 21. Clear tonight with a low of minus 29, with a wind chill minus 40. And tomorrow we can expect sun with a high of minus 6. It is minus 21 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Aaron Fobble. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm broadcasting live down here at the Calgary Home and Garden Show. So if you are want to come down, and we just had a couple of guests that, hey, we we're just listening to you on the way down here, and they stopped and said hi. So, and we also got some free AM770 cups and pens. Help yourself. You can come by and grab one and, uh, and go from there. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going to talk to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Uh, good morning. Um, I have a, a, a nice anthurium plant. Yeah. 
and it's in a four-inch pot, but it's looking kind of cramped. Is it yeah, good time I would to say plant it. Absolutely, right now is a great time to transplant that, and I'd go into at least a six or eight-inch pot, oh. and and just go a little bit bigger, so that way it has enough room to to last a little bit longer. Because right now you're in a four-inch, it's going to be quite root-bound, so definitely time to uh, to do that as well. And anything, any other hints I should use for this for growing it? Um, they're, they're actually a fairly easy plant. They do like to be the fertilizer, just a, a good 15, 30, 15 is a great fertilizer for that. They do like, um, a, not super bright light, but a good, good lit up room. Um, they're not very good in, in lots of shade. So just okay. make sure that it's good ample light and then you should be fine. Okay. Thanks. Thank you very thanks, much. Sylvia. And have a good thanks, Sylvia. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to... Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Hello. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. I thank you for taking my call. And of course. I have to tell you that I enjoy your show very much. And then you will be running it for many, many years. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, no, I enjoy coming down every Sunday. We we always have fun, get to chat with everybody about plants, something I totally enjoy. So how can I help you this morning? Yes, uh, earlier on your show, I heard that someone was talking about the fruit trees and birds. And yes. uh, there was advice to put the net around it. Yeah, just around strong, the tree. Yeah, I would strongly, strongly advise against it. Okay. I had, I had a bad experience. I had three magpies oh. entangled in it. Somehow they always find a way to get in. Yeah, they're a little more persistent, right? Yes, I managed to release two of them quite easily, but the third one was so exhausted that I had to go, and so entangled, I had to go back, take the scissors and cut the net off, and I just felt so bad for the poor bird. Yeah, I know on that one. Um, so what I would do is really try to seal up the bottom if you are using a netting of any kind. Try and get it so they... But I know what you're saying. Uh, a magpie is one of those very persistent... Yes, they always um, find a way to get in no matter how you do it. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, they, you cannot... they're sometimes their own, their own demise, right? Yes, and mm. I, I just found that it's a little bit cruel for, for the birds. And especially on some the... of that... Yes, I and that can happen, um, but also if you've spent a lot of time trying to grow some fruit and your cherries and things like that, you want to kind of be able to harvest. Yes, so you, it's you, you know very well that cherries produce so much fruit. Yeah, that yeah. I figured out it's there's enough, enough for everybody. For the birds and for me, for us. Yeah, there's enough for everybody. Yes. Yeah, no, that's that's very good, um, very good advice. So I appreciate that, so Barbara. If, if anybody decides to do it, just make sure that it feels so badly that even a mouse cannot get in. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> Thank thanks you. for the call. Good to be Thank reminded. You. Thanks, have Barbara. A good day. Yeah, bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. And I actually have a few texts here as well. It says, hi, Merle, wondering about pruning three feet off the top of my Saskatoon bushes. They're about 12 feet high. Would they produce... I don't know if I would just top them off like that, Bill. Um, probably what I would do is do some thinning out and selective pruning because they're really just going to shoot back up that high. And the, if the wood's nice and healthy, um, I, I, I would just I would stick with that just because of 
of what's going to happen to it. If you just cut it, it's just going to create a bunch of unhealthy cuts and bring in um, disease and fungus and things like that. So myself, I would uh, I would do some selective pruning and maybe just some tipping on the top just to to thicken it up on the lower part. Um, so that's what I would do. And by all means, if you want to give one of our guys at the Prune It Up a call for some advice, they'd be more than happy to come out and have a look at that and go from there. And I got another one. Hi, Merle. My honeysuckle has suffered with aphid infestation the last three years. Did I hear you say a while back that cut it right back and how low? Um, you can do that only if it's if there's a lot of dead wood in that. I would I would cut it right down and let it grow fresh up. But the biggest thing with that is Pure Spray Green is a great product to use on your honeysuckle because it also prevents the powdery mildew that it will get. And it'll look after all those aphids. But the key to it is put it on a routine uh, rotation of every five days. So if you do it today, spray again on Friday, spray again on Wednesday, sort of thing. And you got to do that three or four weeks in a row during that time. And even if you start, just when all the fresh um, blooms, as soon as it's done blooming, um, give it the pure spray green, and then that will help keep all that at bay. But right now I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to go back to the phone lines after that. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm broadcasting live down at the Calgary Home and Garden Show. So if you want to come down and say hi, I'm down here for another 15, 20 minutes doing the show. But the show is open till 6 o'clock tonight. So if you're looking to do some renovations or adding some stuff into your yard or whatever you're looking at doing, come on down to the Calgary Home and Garden Show. It's down at Stampede Park, and we are open till 6 o'clock. And I got a couple other texts. Um from i got one from debbie from edgemont says good morning i have this rock garden area probably planted 15 years the soil seems dead and it, it looks pretty dry in there debbie so what i would do is definitely amend the soil and it looks like a perfect spot to do a great shade garden you do ligularias bernaria hostas all those kind of things and you might want to just look at adding a drip system in there for watering so you don't get too much of the powdery mildew in a shade garden and uh, and do that from there. I think that will definitely help you out. And we'll go to the phone lines and we'll chat with Mary. Good morning, Mary. Merle. I yep. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Last year, I planted organic lemon seeds. Okay. And, and now the, um, I, I, I got three of them. And one of them is in a pot that's 10 inches. And the other one, the other two in it are in eight inch. Okay. Now, my concern is, how do I look after them now? Because I'm not sure which kind of soil I should plant it in. Just, just a if good I, regular potting soil, and I'd probably put it into an eight or ten inch um, grow pot. You want something that's a little bit more cylinder style pot than really big and wide. You oh. want something a little bit more of an upright pot because the the citrus plants prefer that for the rooting structure. It sort of grows more in that cylinder type thing. Okay. Um, so if you uh, that's what I'd recommend, probably. On those ones, you probably want to go to a six or eight inch pot, which is going to be plenty big enough at this time, or a one gallon nursery pot is fine. Okay. Now, um, do you put rocks in the bottom of that pot? 
Um, you can, but if you're using good soil, like just a regular good potting soil, you'll be fine because um, it'll have good drainage and all that. So you're, you're totally fine just with a good soil like that. And just fertilize. They do like a more of an acidic soil, so like a 30-10-10. And if you water fertilize them once a month, um, that'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. And they like a fairly bright light. Okay. Now, this is March. Uh, can I put them outside in May, June, July? Um, more into June, July, August, for sure. Um, just be careful you don't put it right in our direct sun because a lot of people don't realize at how strong our sun is, even compared to California and Florida. They almost It's a bit more of a filtered sun. Our sun has very high UV, and it and a lot of people don't realize what it how bad it can burn things. So... It's it's transitioning your plant from inside to outside. Give it a little bit of sun a couple days, and then give it a bit more sun a couple more days, and then just gradually get it outside into full sun because the sun is quite intense. It's just like us. If you go out there, you just get a, a massive sunburn. You don't want to do that to your plants. No. Um, now, you say I water them once a month? No, fertilize once a month. Oh, fertilize once. Yeah, fertilize, and you probably in the summertime you're going to water a little more often. Obviously, every other day, depending on where they are in the sun. Just dry out in between waterings. They don't like to be really wet, and you're good to go. Okay, what else do I need to know? <laughs> I, I think you got. That's pretty much the basics. They're not a real hard plant to go. They don't like to be super super dry, and they don't like to be real real wet. So as long as you dry them out in between waterings, you'll be totally fine. Okay, well, right. I'm going to give it a good it, <laughs> One other thing is when you fertilize this, make sure you water first and then fertilize. Don't fertilize a dry plant. Okay, so can I fertilize with uh, miracle Grow? Um, you can, depending on the numbers. miracle Grow isn't my favorite um, fertilizer. It's quite high, cycle, oh, okay. high salt content, so I, I wouldn't... Uh, it's not my, like I said, it's a lower quality fertilizer, so, so- there's... Okay, would you recommend liquid fish fertilizer? That, that's a good one, but that's 01010. You do need like the 301010, the numbers. Like okay. either a plant prod, um, our Green It Up fertilizer, we have a water soluble that is a high quality water soluble that works really well. Okay. Um, or a plant prod, if you find that somewhere, um, is another good one as well. Can I find fertilizer at Home Depot or Super? Um, I'm not sure what they carry in their stores for for the types of fertilizer. Typically, um, at your independent garden centers, you're going to find a little better quality stuff. Okay. All right. Thank you very Thank you. much, Carol. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and broadcasting live down at the Cowrie Home and Garden Show. So if you're, like I said, looking to do any kind of renovations inside and out, there's lots of people down here. Um, and it is the time to, to get in touch with your landscape designer. I know Alistair and Kim in our office, our design team and, and Shane are out uh, doing all kinds of consults. we got the um, new 3D AutoCADs going, so we're doing lots of designs for people, which is always lots of fun. You get to see your, your dreams come to fruition on the paper and then in your backyard, hopefully. And I got a really nice text here, and it's uh, 
I got, it looks like an aloe vera, and it's bloomed. And it said, should I cut off the stem now, or will it bloom again? It will only bloom once, typically on that stem. So once it's done and starts curling up, I would just cut that off when it's done. But that's, uh, it's pretty awesome when you get something like that to bloom. You really appreciate it. And right now I'm going to go to Jean. She's on the phone line. He or she, sorry. Good, good morning. Sunny, good sunny morning to you, Merle. How you doing, Jean? I'm doing pretty good. Can awesome. hardly wait for the warm weather. Isn't that isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But in the meantime, yes. last fall I found three little petunia seedlings starting to come up, and I thought, well, too bad they'll freeze. But I think I'll just dig them up, put them in a big pot. Long story short, they spent the winter in the heated garage at 50 degrees um, yep. in the sunny window. They got yep. they they were sort of puny looking. So about a month ago, I thought, well, I'll give them a shot of fertilizer. So I gave them 15, 30, 15. Yep, perfect. Long story short, I have lovely red petunia blossoms. Awesome. Yep. No, they can sit and somewhat dormant for a while and do that, and then, oh. and if they get a little bit leggy, you just don't be afraid to cut them back a third or even more half, and they'll just thicken up like crazy. Okay. So, so they, and that's what will happen with the petunias. It's something they get a little bit leggy on you. Like just just cut them in half or whatever, and then they'll just thicken right back up. Well, the one broke off, so so oh. he's already. But the other one, I've kind of well. They're not too bad, but I'm. Yeah. It's just so lovely to see those big red blooms. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Isn't it nice to see something? Oh, <laughs> I will do that again. Absolutely, no, mm -hmm. and 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 a lot of times doing some of that stuff throughout the winter in the home. It just it brings things to life, and then we talked about that earlier with a couple of our guests. When you do your growing inside, it just it it just reminds you that there is going to be some life outside there eventually. Oh and yeah, doing your some veggies or herbs or or what have you, just growing something in the house. Um, it it just makes it nice, and knowing that spring is going to be around the corner, and but you've kept something going inside as well. Nice to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. And if you'd like to join me, i got time for maybe one or two more calls. 403-974-8255 um, or 1-800-563-7770. But in the meantime, I do have a couple texts. And what is the optimum distance um, when you're using grow lights? needs to be away from your ceilings. Um Typically, you start at 8 to 10 inches away when you're starting out, when you're just starting your seeds, and that's far enough away. But then after that, I like to get up sort of in that 18 to 24 inches. Um, and depending on the type of sunblaster, if it's the new LED ones or or the older ones, they you can get the new LED, you get LED burn, and they're quite intense. And you just don't want to get the leaf burn on your plants from those LED grow lights because they do have a lot of the UV um, coming out of them. They're like they're just and they are super efficient. And the nice thing with that, um, there's lots of bulbs that you can put into your existing fixtures to bring in real sunlight into your house as well. And I did get another text earlier on, and this one's actually kind of, it's kind of a different, it's a Christmas cactus. It says, any idea why my Christmas cactus went mutant? 
and this is from Claudia. It almost looks like I actually thought it was a string of pearls or or something like that when I first seen the picture come across the text. But this looks really long and leggy. It almost looks like it's just used up every ounce of nourishment in that pot. And it, it's got to be three, four feet long. So what I would probably do, Claudia, is, is time to probably transplant that, cut it in at least half, and, and put it into a new pot. Uh, you could even go a little bit more than that. And if you want to take some cuttings on the older part, but I think I'm not sure to re- try and revive that um, if there's enough root system there to do that. So you might want to give it some Rage Plus. Also, the great fertilizer, 153015, would really help with the root system and also with blooming. Um, so it's this time to do a transplant and maybe a cutback. It's this time to rejuvenate that plant and, and give it some new life so you can get it going, looking really good again. But I'm amazed at how long it is. Like for a, for a Christmas cactus, like it's four feet long at least. So anyways, a little bit crazy. And just... Again, one more reminder, broadcasting down here at the Home and Garden Show. I'm almost done here, but the show is open till 6 o'clock today. So if you're looking at uh, getting a new hot tub or landscape in your yard or or pruners or heaters, all that kind of fun stuff, pretty much everything for your home is here at the Home and Garden Show. Lots of good ideas, so pop on down. And that's pretty much it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the great calls. Until next week, thanks for listening on 770 CHQR. It's sunny and minus 21 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Erin Foppel. A sentencing hearing begins this week for a man guilty of killing a Calgary mother and daughter in 2016. Edward Downey was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Sarah Bailey and her five-year-old daughter, Talia Marsman. Bailey was found inside her northwest Calgary home in July 2016, while Talia's body was found outside Calgary city limits three days later following an Amber Alert. Sentencing arguments and victim impact statements will be read at Downey's hearing, expected later this week. The pipeline that Alberta has been counting on to ease the bottleneck in moving its crude oil to foreign markets will not be in service for at least another year, according to its owners. Enbridge says in a news release that the timeline for construction of the Line 3 replacement likely will not see the pipeline operation until the second half of 2020. Just two weeks ago, the Calgary-based company expressed confidence that the